0: Let's talk about the narcissistic family. Have you ever wondered how narcissistic family dynamics operate? Might be because you grew up in one, you didn't see all the different nuances or pieces, or maybe you're just wondering, how is this going to affect my kids growing up in a narcissistic family where one of the parents, one one of the spouse is narcissistic, what is this actually going to look like? And once you join today in just walking through an exploration, we dive into different pieces of the narcissistic family structures, the impact that it has on the kids and the children and how they shape a lot of times household roles. If you guys are new here, my name is Ben Taylor. I'm a self-aware narcissist on this channel to provide awareness and ultimately to help break people free of narcissistic abuse, the obsessive thinking about the other person, the, the guilt and the shame of being stuck in a toxic relationship, wondering if you're the toxic one, All those and more we dive into to help you actually break free. If you want to know more about that, go to escapetoxicity.com today to start moving forward in your healing process. And if you haven't already, like, subscribe, rate, or review, because we're trying to get the message out to more people about the stuff that they're dealing with on a day-to-day basis. So when we step into the aspect of a narcissistic family, the, the first aspect that I want to bring up that it might be obvious, but it is just the aspect of the dominance of the narcissistic parent. Okay, I normally talk from the frame of it being the man because that's typically who I work with the most. I deal with survivors from narcissistic abuse that typically the narcissistic abuser has been a man. So when we talk through this, the narcissistic parent, oftentimes he becomes the puppeteer of the family, the one that is controlling a lot of the family. Now, this could be controlling the family dynamics, how they look, how they act. It could be controlling out of fear, out of manipulation, out of guilt tripping. It could be covert, passive aggressive. There's so many different ways of it. But typically you have the parent that shows up exerting this overwhelming influence of I'm going to get what I want to get regardless of what it takes. Oftentimes, the control and the admiration takes center stage in the entire family dynamic where everything revolves around him. You're like, well, what about me? You don't have an option. What about me? You don't have an opinion. You don't have feelings. You don't have an idea about what's going on because everything needs to revolve around him is oftentimes starts to disconnect you from the kids because you don't even have time to focus on the kids because all of your focus has to be, well, how do I do this to make sure he's not mad at me? How do I do this to make sure he's not going to leave me? How do I do this to make sure he's not going to cheat on me? There's so many different aspects that you lose in your life because of this focus. like This domination over you and over the kids Like has huge effects over them. Like, for example, the narcissistic parent might manipulate the children's emotions to gain this unwavering loyalty for them of like, hey, they're always going to be loyal because I've manipulated them to a place where they're always going to look me as the good person and probably look at you as the crazy person. Like it might use them in a way of like, let's just use them as pawns. You'll see this especially after a breakup where the narcissist is using the kids as levers to be able to pull, to be able to trigger you, to make you spiral out, and to get you to do what you, he wants you to do. Oftentimes when kids grow up in this environment, they grow up feeling like they're unheard, invalidated, and perpetually striving to meet the need of the narcissist's unrealistic expectations. Sounds a bit like you, what you're struck with. Right now you feel unheard, you feel invalidated, you feel like you're always striving to meet his needs and his expectations. Sometimes you don't even know what they are and sometimes they just keep moving. Understand that the narcissist will typically treat the kids just like you. It's just a matter of time. It's going to be over a period of time until he gets to the place that he starts to treat and act a certain way towards them, same exact way as how he treated you. So I want you to understand it typically doesn't change. Now, when we're talking about aspects of narcissism in the family dynamic, there's different roles that get assigned in there. Typically, the top two ones that are like the most popular is the scapegoat and is the golden child. Now, when we talk through the different aspects, the scapegoat, just in a quick aspect, is the person that gets blamed for everything. They're the person that it's always their fault. No matter who did it, what happened, it's always the scapegoat. It's always their fault. The golden child is more the person that can't do anything wrong. They're always praised, uh, held up on a pedestal. Like they, they look great. They're amazing. And they're like, oh my gosh, you're so great because they're always pointing to this person being like, why can't you, the scapegoat, be as good as this person? Don't be as bad as the scapegoat, like back and forth so sometimes you'll have this triangulation effect that goes on just between the two kids or multiple kids, but oftentimes some of the biggest roles that you'll see is scapegoat, person gets blamed for everything, and the golden child, the person that can do no wrong. These roles are oftentimes assigned to the children to maintain the family's distortion and the distorted equilibrium that's going on. And so sometimes you might have the scapegoat. Often the child who questions the narcissist parent's authority or refuses to 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 comply or compromise or follow what they're actually saying to do. And so this person then becomes the bad guy. Like you're the bad guy because you won't actually listen to me. You won't respect me. You won't do all these things. The narcissist will say all these different things to be able to say, "Nope, you are the bad person." Because the narcissist doesn't want to admit when he's actually getting called out for the shit that he's actually doing. And so oftentimes, like the scapegoat is the person that's targeted, like targeted for the blame, for the mistreatment, for put down, like they're not the favorite child. All these things, they're targeted in one sense. On the other aspect, you've got the golden child. The golden child oftentimes will either mirror or will appear a certain way that the nurse is like, see, this is what I want. So it could be someone who starts to become more narcissistic because he's mirroring desires and behaviors, receiving the favoritism because, oh, you look a certain way, you're acting a certain way that matches up to what the narcissistic parent actually wants. The hard part is these roles don't necessarily stop. They typically continue on with this person for the majority of their life. And any interaction with the family oftentimes still falls under this amount. So even if this person has moved out and the, and the kids are all grown up, like they'll still be a scapegoat. Be like, how is it still the scapegoat's fault when they've been out of the house forever? So, but there's still this aspect of it will continue to happen Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. In that way. Um, oftentimes, it'll, it'll continue to move forward, like I said, leading to this deep ingrained patterns, oftentimes of debilitating their self-esteem and ruining a lot of relationships because it's still ingrained in them how they're actually showing up. So like, think of it like this: the scapegoat might struggle with low self-worth and the golden child may develop narcissistic traits. So like, sometimes you see polar opposites of what happens inside the relationship of how they show up later down the road then you also have enabling and codependency and this is like the silent support system that's going on inside the narcissistic family what i mean by that is oftentimes it includes an enabling parent who consciously or unconsciously supports the narcissistic behavior sometimes this is the survivor in the relationship that's just trying to survive just trying to minimize the impact that it has on them And as a result, it also hurts the rest of the family as well. Uh, Oftentimes, this is where you start making excuses for his behavior. You start justifying it, not just to yourself, but you start justifying it to the kids. And oftentimes, it starts where you're covering up things, where you're moving stuff aside. You're like, it's not that big of a deal. You're minimizing the abuse that's happening to you and also to the kids. You won't heal that way. And there's no way for you to heal when you're still like entrapped in this bed of lies from the narcissist and then lies that you're telling yourself about the situation to feel better about what's actually going on. So oftentimes this will set up a dynamic in the family for codependency where not just you, but the kids will start to be codependent. Typically, one of the things that I'll say and what we've seen is when you have two kids growing up in a narcissistic household, they have the highest chance of either becoming codependent or becoming narcissistic. Sometimes scapegoat and golden child match up with that, but typically it'll move into a place of codependency because you were brought up in a toxic household. So that's what you sought after. That's what you felt was safe or comfortable down the road. Or you started growing up and you got to a place where you were narcissistic because of the abuse and the things that already conditioned you to look at the world a certain way. So a lot of times it will set up. And when inside a narcissistic family, it sets up this role and this place for codependency. How many of you watching this video right now would say, hey, I realize I have codependency because of my childhood. If that's you, type in me into the comments just to show other people like, hey, there's other people they're struggling with at the same exact time. And so children oftentimes in these dynamics learn to suppress their emotions and suppress their needs to avoid upsetting the other person, upsetting the balance, upsetting because their emotions are an inconvenience to the narcissist. And so this pattern will continue into adulthood. It'll affect their ability to connect in other healthy relationships outside the family unit because they've grown to that place. Now, side note, a lot of times people are like, how do I help my son? How do I help my daughter deal with this? And the first thing I need you to know is it comes from you. Now, what I mean by that is it's not the knowledge. It's not the information. It means you have to be healed and healing and working on yourself every single day if you expect to lead your kids. So many people are like, well, I'm trapped in a toxic relationship and he's manipulating my son. Uh, so I want to help my son. Just so you know, you're not really going to do much. Now, the reason why I say that is because you're already leading and setting an example that you're codependent. You're already leading and setting an example that it doesn't matter the abuse that you're actually being under. So when you try to be able to show that to the kids, they see the incongruence and they're like, yeah, no, don't really care. And so you need to understand that out of your own healing, starts the redemption of your kids because then you're able to show up and hold space for their emotions. You're able to show up and, and show them, hey, I live an honest life. I show up in a truthful way. I don't have these limiting beliefs anymore because I've worked through them. Let me now help you through yours. So understand that like, healing for your kids starts with you. That's the only place it can start because you can't pour from an empty cup. When we talk through the last piece here inside the family relationship, it's the emotional neglect. And oftentimes the invalidation that happens that that destroys so much. There's like this silence that speaks volumes when the kid isn't validated and when the kid is put down. And oftentimes we don't think anything of it because we're like, well, he's doing what he should do. And so as a result, this emotional neglect becomes very, very huge inside the narcissistic household. Children's needs are often ignored, dismissed, uh, leads to a sense of emptiness, oftentimes emotional isolation. Do you see the correlations? A lot of the same stuff that happens to the kids happens to you. Just sometimes you're stuck in the frame so much you don't know how to get out. You don't even realize that your kids are suffering. Some people are like, how, when I ask them, I like, how does this affect their kids? They're like, I don't, think it's, I don't think it's affecting them that much. But what they don't realize is they don't have a good enough relationship with their kids to even find out how it's affected them because the kids don't feel safe to communicate stuff because they see how you've showed up in the relationship as well. So there's a lot of nuances with it. But when you're in a toxic relationship, the child might seek comfort might seek validation might try to get that from the toxic person and especially in like the parent or like the dad role you'll see people that are like i know he's toxic but i still want to interact with him because of my dad because like i don't have that and there's like a void and oftentimes that codependency piece that validation piece is what they're trying to fill even though might be indifferent they might be criticized they might be looked down on for how they show up their vulnerability or honesty whatever it might be But this emotional neglect leads again to deep seated issues, low self-esteem, anxiety, depression that don't stop as a kid. They continue moving on for the rest of their lives. So you have to be able to understand in order to be able to start breaking free from this, like we have to be able to break the cycle of abuse that's happening. It's not just enough to understand narcissism, but we have to actually break the cycle. If you resonate with some of these things and you're ready to actually break the cycle, go to escapetoxicity.com for our seven-day challenge for $7 just to get you started on this journey. If you're ready to work with me, more of an accelerated environment, then please go to RawMotivations.com. We'd love to help you move forward in your healing, growth, and change.